0: Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but nobody really does. So let's talk about it. Each week, I'll be sharing a candid conversation with a super cool human who has a perfect story to share. Here's what happens when people stop using filters and start getting real. Let's do it. Hey, perfect people, and welcome back to The Perfect Podcast. I am so happy to have you here, as always. Thank you so much for doing this with me. And I'm very excited to share my guest with you today. She's the first guest I've had on that I don't personally know. Um, I do know her in some sort of roundabout way, which you'll hear about in the episode. But yes, today's episode is Kate Croco. She is a psychotherapist, a soon to be published author, and a confidence and mindset coach. She is so cool, I'm so grateful that she agreed to come on the show with us. And our conversation went super well. We talked about you know, starting your own business, we talked about motherhood, we talked about managing the pressure of showing up online, we talked about all of the different things that she was doing before this that kind of led her here in one way or another. And it's just real good conversation. And I think you guys are gonna enjoy it and get a lot of value out of it. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And if you could be so kind to please look down at your phone and hit the subscribe button on this show if you haven't already, it makes a huge difference. Even if you don't think you listen to podcasts a ton, just hitting that button really helps get the word out to other people. It helps the show show up in front of people um, who wouldn't see it normally. And the same goes for leaving reviews. Um, If you have a second to do that, that would also be greatly appreciated. Otherwise, you can continue hanging out with us on Instagram at perfect podcast. So thank you again so much for doing this with me. And here is Kate Croco.
1: Just warning. I look really crazy right now. (laughs) no you don't yes I do
0: it looks like your hair is like actually done which is oh. not a part of my life So that's you're a... so nice I haven't brushed it yet so <laughs> that's awesome there we go
1: I met with yeah. Landis and she's telling me like my one of my good friends blah 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 she's try- trying to write a book like doing a podcast and she showed me your account and I'm like oh this is so cute I love it mm-hmm and not realizing, like, when you sent me the email, mm-hmm. I saw your picture, and I'm like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I remember you as Lowy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. I consider like, that, like, my past life when I was, like, a business coach and all that. <laughs>
1: like, yes. <laughs> and then I saw your old account, and I'm like, yes, I, I know exactly who you are. Yeah. I think it was, it was like, through, did you know Sarah Cohn? I don't know why I thought maybe it was through her. That name sounds familiar. I feel like I went to college
0: with a girl by that name, but really? I don't know. She lives in New York. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Um. I really can't like place
1: where we connected. Probably Hale. Um. I can't remember her Alien last name. Haley Knight was. Yes. what I want to say. Yeah. I was in her group, and I feel like I remember you. Maybe oh, from then that probably.
0: Group. So, for context, so the listeners understand i reached out to landis one day landis was on i just recorded her episode last week so she was the first episode and i sent her an idea for this podcast i had and i was like are you willing to like guinea pig it with me and try it out and i pulled up the text that she sent because it was so funny she was she said she said oh my goodness this endeavor is truly meant to be kismet universe all the cosmic things i literally just had coffee with this cool boss lady mom who has a book coming out and a podcast and I was showing her your Instagram. And then I just left the coffee shop and pulled my phone back out and saw this text from you. How crazy is that? And I was like, oh, that's so nice of you. Like whenever somebody is like sharing my stuff with people, I'm like, so yeah. grateful. I'm like, thank you. Because the only way people see it. And so I was like, let me know who she is so I can reach out to her. And she sent me your account. And I was like, I already know her. Like, that's so crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. Um, and I don't know how. Like, I guess when, like I said, I was a branding coach um, for a time. And I was like in the scene of like coaches and online entrepreneurs so we must have been in some sort of like class together, a mastermind or yeah something. But yeah, that's how we sort of know each other. But don't because I yeah. only know you based on like what I see online because that's like how much I, that's the whole point of the show for me is like the idea that we're connecting with all of these people online and we're like developing relationships with them, but we don't really know much about them we don't know who they are so I love this medium of getting to know more about these people that I'm like obsessed with on the internet (laughs) that's so cool and the story so
1: we were chatting about the podcast and she was telling me we were at coffee this was like our first time actually connecting together Landis and I Mm -hmm. and she's like oh my god oh my god and I'm like what and she's like I just got a text the girl that I'm (laughs) telling you about she just texted me right now She's wow! like, how crazy is that? And then I guess she texts you after. But yeah. it was like literally like right in that moment. Wow. That's so
0: perfect. I know. Things just, I love how things align like that. Um, so that's how we sort of know each other. But I'd like for you to introduce yourself and kind of explain what you're doing
1: right now and what all encompasses your life right now so we can hear about it. Yeah. So I am Kate Krakow. I'm a confidence and mindset coach. I'm also a psychotherapist a soon-to-be-published author. My first book comes out Mm -hmm. February. so exciting. Thank you. February 18th, 2020. It's called Thinking Like a Boss. Mm -hmm. And I write about the top 12 limiting beliefs that female business owners, most of them struggle with. um, And I share a lot of personal story and tangible tips of how to work through each one of these limiting beliefs so that they don't hold you back because Mm -hmm. we're bound to face probably each and every one of them, if not once in our life, multiple times in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually starting my second book soon. So God, that's so freaking exciting. Thank I'm so you. happy for you. Thank you so much. It's been a lifelong dream of mine. And yeah. I'll just say like becoming a mother has not, I've not only birthed babies, but birthed even bigger dreams. Mm-hmm. And for many years I was very afraid of having kids because I was afraid how can I keep up with my business how can I also be a mom I don't think that I can possibly do both because I can barely uh take care of myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my husband yeah um but what I learned was that it just all happens like having a baby you just your heart expands your time expands mm-hmm. And you learn to set even more boundaries in your life and um your life doesn't have to sort of end. Like not yeah. to say that having babies your life ends, but that was my fear was that right. like, I'm gonna have these babies and because I have babies, I can no longer do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um That's a great way to look at
0: it, that it doesn't end, it expands. Like you said, time expands. Like that's such a perfect way to explain
1: it. Like that's true. You feel like you
0: have less time, but you really are doing so much more every day than you ever could have imagined.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. look back and I'm like, what did I do with my time in the past? I had nothing
0: but time back then. And right? I was like, Oh, I'm so busy. Like I can't do it. And now I'm like, I it's a, it's a great thing. <laughs> it's yeah. a great perspective to have. Cause I'm like so much more, um, like thoughtful about my time now. Like I'm able to like be, use it better and be more mindful about it where before I felt like maybe I was wasting a lot of time. Now I can like use it because I have these like little pockets of time that I get to use rather than like the whole day to do whatever I wanted. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So where did you think you were going to be? Like you're, you're doing this now, but where did you think you were going to end up? Like, what were you doing before you got here? Yeah. So let's just go back to like college. Right. That's a good place to start.
1: (laughs) Yeah. College. I envisioned myself right now as being an elementary school teacher. Wow. And having probably about four or five babies. Wow. And just like having summers off, like Mm -hmm. having a pretty easy, simple schedule Um, my dog is coming to join us. I hope that's okay. That's totally fine. I think that's going to be a theme in every episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's my my third baby. He's probably (laughs) the neediest actually, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just envision myself having this like really simple life. Um, just having like a lot of time to like, I don't know, have all of these hobbies and things Mm -hmm. and, I think just – not that I was, like, settling.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that
1: would have been fine, but I'm just trying to think of, like, where this – where it all sort of started. I guess um, – Yeah, like, what what was the shift
0: that occurred yeah. where you
1: were, like, starting to move in a different direction? I think it was when I, – I took, like, a psychology class in my undergrad just for fun. Okay. So – Uh, You know, I was doing all of the elementary education classes. I took a psychology class just for fun and was like, ooh, this is really cool Mm -hmm. and decided to take another class. And then I think I was a junior in college. I decided, I think I want to pursue this. Like, this is really fascinating to learn people. And um, I switched my major and I remember my parents were so upset with me. (laughs) My grandparents were so upset with me, and they were helping me pay for my college then, too. Um, and I remember thinking, like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like, maybe yeah. I'm being ungrateful. They're helping support me in my education right now. Yeah. The fear just, of the risk kind of sets in then. Yeah. But yeah. I, I knew that I needed to just try this because, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. You know? So went – Ended up getting my undergrad degree in psychology, decided to go and get my uh, master's in social work because that was sort of the easier route than going for a PhD. Okay. Um, and it wasn't really, I was never very like book smart. Okay. Horrible at taking tests. And it's so funny that we're talking about this because last night I had this dream that I was back in middle school. Whoa. And I was sitting in the classroom and... I failed another test and I'm having a conversation with my middle school, um, history teacher. And I'm like, I just can't do this. Like, I'm just not a good test taker. And she was like, well, then you're never going to get anywhere in life. And again, this is all a dream that I had last night. Yeah. And I said to her, I was like, I don't need to do well on tests in order to succeed. Mm -hmm. I've already succeeded. I already am an entrepreneur. I already have businesses. Mm -hmm. It was so weird. I was like going back and forth. Like I was in middle school and I could just like see my future. And I was so confident in saying like, it's okay that I'm not passing this class right Mm -hmm. now. It's okay that I'm not good at testing because there's so much else in the world that I can do with my mind and with my creativity that I don't have to be book smart. That's so
0: valuable for people to hear yeah like the more people that like bring light to that because it's so true that so many people's experience and we don't talk about it and it's we're just expected like you're supposed to go to school and do really well in school and that's how you get the good job but we're starting to learn now that that's not necessarily true that's kind of a story we're being told and when you talked about the dream I just thought of this I was watching a YouTube video yesterday about the seven or twelve most common themes in dreams and like one of them was specifically about failing a test in school and really? it happened and people who are not in school anymore are the people who are like dreaming that. And there, there was like meaning to it and I don't want to like butcher it. So maybe you should like Google Ooh. it or something, but there was something to it about like it relating to like how you're feeling in life. Like maybe you feel like you're, there's like a failure coming up or you're like nervous about trying something and all that. But there was like these seven different dreams that people keep having
1: that's that you should yeah so I'm I, gonna look and that I was up.
0: watching and I was like who has these like very specific dreams like these are very I've never had any of them and one of them was like a dream about your teeth falling out and I oh, looked at I my husband and I was like who's ever had a dream like that he's like I dream that all the time I was yeah. like really <laughs> yeah so that was part of it so that so that shift happened you went to um get your master's in psychology and that's when you started becoming like a psychotherapist yeah and then what did, how did that continue evolving?
1: Yeah, so I got my master's I um, went out I started actually working with kids in foster care, um, loved it, but seeing all of the trauma, I would say to myself all the time, like there's no way I will ever have children yeah it's It's just too hard to witness mm-hmm. um, and knew that I just couldn't stay in it too long, or else I just it's really hard to see. Yeah. So I um, started working for a clinic, working with adults. Then I worked in a hospital. I worked in addictions for a while in a drug and alcohol rehab. And the common theme with all of the jobs was really I, you know, I had gone to school to help people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to be able to sit down and do therapy with them and help them work through whatever it is they're going through. But in the mental health field, really what a lot of the work is, is paperwork and auditing and notes and keeping up with, um, all of the rules and regulations of the state and Mm -hmm. very little, like maybe 10% of it was actually working with the client. Wow. And I just was feeling like just not really fulfilled. Like it was just a job. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And I knew I wanted to do something more. I was really afraid to start my own business and I never had really thought about, like I knew it was a long-term goal, like maybe once I had retired, I would start my private practice. Okay. Um, Because this was back in 2000 and I probably started thinking about around 2013 and at that time, there were not a lot of young therapists. Most Mm -hmm. therapists, especially where I was living, um, were probably over the age of 50 or 60. And where were you living? In New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, most of them had a, had worked in the field for many years. They were burned out. And this was sort of like the thing to look forward to. Like this was like retirement for them. Okay. And what I was hearing from a lot of actual like clients and people that were in therapy was that like my therapist is so old um, mm. and nothing against age or anything, but they're so burned out Yeah, um, because they've been in the field for so long that I just feel like they don't care. Mm. Um, they're just like really indifferent. They are crying during my session. They're falling oh, asleep during my session. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling like I am now my therapist therapist. I'm like oh, giving wow. them therapy and helping them through their problems and – I would hear this over and over again, and just it was a lesson for me that I don't want to be that therapist. I want to have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. I want my clients to feel like they can come in, and it can be a safe haven for them, and they can leave with some really good skills and takeaways, um, and then it doesn't also have to be – because back in the day, therapy was a thing that you sort of like did forever. Yeah. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, if you can find a really good therapist, you know, you might go to them for, for like, I tell my clients, like maybe four to six sessions mm-hmm. in a row will do. And then after that, you might only need to come in like once or twice a month. Yeah. For like maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be this like ongoing thing forever. Mm-hmm. Um. So there was a bunch of different events that happened. Um, and. A couple things just like were seed planters of helping me just they sort of like planted the seed of just like why not go try it okay um and some of them were like some p- more personal examples one of them I shared with Landis recently um but I just had all of these little just like divine downloads like just go and start it like what's mm-hmm. what's the worst thing that can happen you could hang up your sign, have a space. And like, maybe no one comes and mm-hmm. no one knows anyways, cause you're not telling anyone. Yeah. So like, I didn't tell, I didn't tell friends. I didn't tell family. I didn't tell my job. Um, but I got everything set up and put a ad on psychology today. Okay. And my phone actually started to ring. Wow. And, um, The first month or two, I got maybe, like, one or two clients. It was very slow, but Mm -hmm. I still had calls, which was great. Um, And then by month three, my phone was, like, ringing off the hook. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And I only had my office space on Saturdays because I was subletting and I still was at my nine to five. Um, But by month three, I had about 12 clients every Saturday. Wow. Wow. Which the income I was making on Saturday was the same that I was making Monday through Friday 9 to 5. Whoa. So I said, I'm going to take this huge leap of faith and I don't know how it's going to work out. Like, this is scary. I'm going to quit my job. It was actually one month after. So I had saved a little bit of money. Like, I had just kept storing the money away from Mm -hmm. um, my sessions. and left the nine to five and never looked back. Oh my God. That's the dream. (laughs) Yeah. And I just can't imagine like ever going back really can't.
0: And what was the shift that took you in the direction of like your confidence coaching and mindset coaching? Like how did you enter into that whole world?
1: Yeah. So again, that was sort of like by accident. Um, once I opened the private therapy practice, I had a lot of other young women at the time who were saying, like, coming and asking, Hey, can we get coffee? Can I pick your brain?
0: Okay.
1: Can um you help me start my practice? Like how did you do it so young? I think I was like twenty seven when I got it started. Great. Yeah. Um and back then again, that was it was pretty young. Like there's a lot of young therapists now, which is awesome. But mm-hmm. Back then it was not as common. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just started helping people and, like, other people started opening their practices and then I decided maybe I should, like, create workshops and, like, actually start charging for this because my practice was so full and I'm, like, getting all these coffee dates with these random people Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, I can't handle all of this. This is, like, too much. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to charge for like consulting and um, which turned into a little business in itself. Mm -hmm. And then I had other local business owners and also people who had businesses online who were just asking like, how do you get started? How do you start a business? How do you feel more confident in selling and putting yourself out there? How do you set boundaries with clients Really, all the ins and outs of starting a business. So yeah, those are good questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just started helping more people and allowing them to pick my brain, and then I got more confident in that, and said, "I guess maybe I can like actually turn this into a business." And I mm-hmm. had joined B School. Are you familiar with B School? Yeah, that's Marie uh, Marie, Marie Forleo. Forleo. Yeah. Yeah, I joined B School uh, because she had this free, um, YouTube video out. And it was all about like allowing people to pick your brain Mm -hmm. and it just like, I was like, this is exactly for me. Like Mm -hmm. I need to learn, like I need to learn from this woman. I was fascinated by her. The first sort of like coach I ever was put in front of, Mm -hmm. um, joined B school. Not really sure why I was joining. I knew that I could use probably some more business help and like marketing help um but just decided to do it on a whim was really afraid of making the investment at the time yeah but just felt in my soul that I had to do it mm-hmm. and it was a life changer I was placed in the community and in the community there's now I think there's over like 24,000 people in there wow um Such and there a were good network I know I know and there were all of these people who called themselves coaches mm-hmm And I actually had never really heard of a coach. I didn't understand what they did. And through that realized, I just really want to share my story. I feel like I have a lot to share. I had um, struggled in the past with an eating disorder, Mm -hmm. recovered, and really just built my confidence. Like I was someone with zero confidence and um, through years of working on it, was able to really build it up, really build up my boundaries and felt like, all right, I have this bigger story and gift that I want to share with the Mm -hmm. world. And started doing confidence and mindset coaching. At first, it was really difficult. Like Mm -hmm. people weren't knocking on my door and calling up my phone the same way that they were with therapy. right? But I just felt like I have to keep this going for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just really eventually took off within a few months. And um that ended up replacing my therapy salary. Um, And then I found out I was pregnant with our first baby.
0: Oh, wow. And,
1: yeah. And knew that I was sort of at a crossroads. Like, I can't really do both of these and have a baby. So I decided right. to close my therapy practice because that was the easiest thing. Like, I won't have to – go to a physical office anymore. I can just do everything from my laptop at home. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that whole journey ran my coaching practice online, um, decided to write my book, started a podcast. And then when my first baby was nine months old, found out I was pregnant again. Wow. And that is intense. Had that that. that baby. And, um, yeah, then after having her, I just had this and this was all pretty recent. This was actually just like over the last two months or so, Mm -hmm. um, had this, like all of these, again, like little seeds that had been planting and this divine download of like, you have to open your therapy practice again. And Mm. I'm like, I don't know why I never said I'd go back there because I have the freedom right now from working, you know, working from my laptop, um, not needing to go to an office, but something told me like, just find an office. And Mm -hmm. it was just like complete synchronicity, the way that it worked out, the way that I found the office space, the price point of it, like, like I know that I'm meant to be there. Yeah. And even just, like, connecting with so, ma- so many of the amazing women who also practice out of there, like, Landis. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just such a gift in itself. Um, yeah. so, She's a gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. Oh, wow. And, like, so the whole
0: be- the beauty that I think of hearing all these stories is, like, I told you, like, when you hear it in reverse like that, you can see, like, how all of those dots connected. But when you're looking at it from when you're in it and looking ahead, you're like, how is any of this going to end up anywhere? Like, it yes. all seems so hopeless sometimes. <laughs> like, when you're, like, 20-something, 30-something, like, you're seeing everybody doing it. And you're like, I'm never going to do it. Like, nothing's going to work out. But these stories help remind people that it works out. <laughs> like, yes. It's not just what you see. And speaking of that, my the stuff that I love talking about the most is, like, how you manage your relationship with social media, like especially having an online business, like do you ever feel the pressure to be better, do better, do more? Like how do you manage that as an online business owner?
1: Yeah, so I I don't know if this is a bad thing, but I sort of set the bar sort of low for myself in a way mm-hmm. just to give myself grace. So I know that like my brand could – I could have it elevated – you know, a thousand steps ahead. Right. With like okay. beau I could have like beautifully curated pictures and I could have like really professional videos for all of my courses and the stuff that I like the content that I put out there. But I know that if I need to have makeup on, if I need to have my hair brushed, if I need to be dressed a certain way, mm-hmm. I will not show up. Okay. Because there's no way, first of all, I'm just, like, a really laid-back kind of person. Like, mm-hmm. I rarely put makeup on. Right. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I love to just be comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not me. So if I feel like I have this standard that I have to live up to, mm-hmm. I'm going to hide. And I've said to myself, I'd rather just show up as I am when things are a mess, exactly. when my house is a circus. Mm-hmm and show people the realness and just get my message out there because the message is going to be the same, whether I have makeup on or not. Mm -hmm. So why not just do it and do it imperfectly? I mean, as
0: somebody who is a consumer of your content, I will say that like hearing that you don't think you would think that about yourself (laughs) because your content does look beautifully curated and you have like wonderful branding it's like so clear and you know it makes so much sense and to hear that from somebody like because i've talked about this with landis like we talk about how there's people who are like ahead of you and there's people that are behind you because that's like how it shows up in front of us online like it's this linear thing but it's not it's a spectrum and we're all kind of just in our own points of time all over it but when I see somebody who might have, like, more followers, like, a significant amount of more followers, like, to me, that's, like, my metric right now, as I'm trying to, like, build my platform as a writer, for example, and, like, that person has so many followers, they have this beautiful content, like, how did they get that, like, and I follow them and I don't know any of this background story. Like, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know that you're thinking like you could be 10,000 steps ahead. I'm like, you're ready 10,000 steps ahead. <laughs> like, so I think that's the value in hearing all of this. It's like we gain so much more perspective and we realize that like we're all kind of just doing this thing as best we can and doing our best. And that's such a good perspective to have to just show up as yourself. And like do it like that's all anybody sh- that's like setting like realistic standards for yourself, not based on like what other people are doing, but your totally. own standards like understanding because I'm the same like to, when I stopped, I used to have this pressure to like I always have to post something every day and it has to look a certain way and I have to, you know, show up with like my makeup done and all this. The same thing happened. I was like, I yeah. hate being here. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as I was like, I'm just going to do this the way that feels good to me. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about and hope it like falls into some sort of like cohesive thing that people get, then, pe- then it made more sense and everybody was able to get on board because I was doing the real thing. So that's a very good perspective to have. Um, so for someone like me or some, anybody else who's following you, what's one discrepancy that they might, between like what you're posting online and what's going on behind the scenes. So somebody who is following your content or consuming your content or, maybe wanting to hire you or just wanting to be more like you. What's something that they don't know is going on that you're not sharing online?
1: Oh, that's, I love that question. Thank you, man. Um, Hmm. Let me think about this. Sure. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this. Um, So for me, I am really careful I share everything Mm -hmm. eventually. Okay. I'm really careful about, like, something I like to say, and I like to tell myself all this all the time, is share your scars and not your wounds. Ooh. I like that a lot. (laughs) Because. I like that. When you're sharing your wounds, let's just say, like, let's go back to the days of when I had my eating disorder. Mm -hmm. If I was starting to recover, and let's just say I posted online, um something about like my body image mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot of trolls online or right. you know, somebody may, even somebody that I love and care about may say something that sort of just makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. My reaction to them is going to be out of defense mm-hmm. rather than out of love and compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody were to say something to me because it's such a it's such a scar like right. even, even a scab like somebody's gonna pick it off it's mm-hmm. gonna hurt yeah and my reaction is not gonna be the way that it should be it's not gonna be beneficial to anyone because mm-hmm. I'm gonna say something that probably is going to make them think a certain way and then I'm gonna feel guilty about it so as a as a as a scar now anyone could say anything and it doesn't bother me and right. I can just react with empathy. Like maybe that person is struggling themselves mm-hmm. or maybe they just need to be educated. Maybe they don't understand what an eating disorder is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really careful that when something is raw or even a scab that I do not share it. That
0: is wonderful advice (laughs) that's wonderful (laughs) advice because I see so many people doing that and I'm sure I've been guilty of that myself that we're just like sharing all of it online in real time and we don't put too much thought into what we're doing online like I see a lot of people doing that especially younger people
1: yeah
0: like don't put that like filter in front of themselves and I remember when I was going through um like some some depressive episode like before I was pregnant, I remember, and I was going to therapy and they gave me this term that I was dealing with situational depression and I had never heard of it. And I remember I like went online and like talked about it, like with my audience, like as I was going through it, like kind of sharing it with them. And I look back at that now, I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I didn't even know what I was really talking about. Like I had just learned what it was. And then I like signed offline for like a year, basically, and like went off completely and I was like I shouldn't be here when I'm dealing with this like I need to like reevaluate and get my priorities in line and then that obviously was like the best medicine but that's wonderful advice thank you for sharing that um the next question I have is a little selfish I guess but I'm gonna ask it anyway (laughs) I want to know how you got a book deal (laughs) oh I'm trying to get one (laughs) so I just want to know any tips you have yeah use them do you have an aid, a literary agent?
1: No, that's okay. the point
0: that I'm at now is sending my proposal to
1: agents okay. that will show interest in it. Awesome. So you have a proposal. I have a proposal and a complete manuscript. Oh oh my God. Yeah. Goodness. Wow. Yeah. I only had a couple chapters. Yeah. So
0: that's amazing. Yeah.
1: And I'm very um,
0: proud of it and I really want it to turn into something.
1: So I'm I just so don't excited. know like, how to get myself in front of the people who are going to make that happen. So yeah, you have any tips. Yeah. So you are on the right track. You have the proposal written. So if mm-hmm. people are listening and they're like, what is a proposal? It's right. basically um, a marketing plan mm-hmm. that outlines how you are going to sell the book, how you're going to get it in front of the right people. Mm-hmm. It talks about your different target audiences. Um, it shares a little bit about your background. Um, right. Why you are qualified to write this book? I put that in quotes. Yeah, <laughs> none of us are completely qualified. Like, like, I'm yeah. not qualified to talk about what's in my book, but right. it's all relative. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you're supposed to have a few sample chapters. Some people yeah. have a full manuscript, which right. I think if you're doing a fictional book, that yeah, then it's more necessary. Yeah. Are you For, doing nonfiction? No, it's
0: nonfiction. It right. is okay. Yeah, but I. I just so happened to have, like, written the book first just to see if I could. And then I decided to, like, look that's into exciting. I basically Googled my way through what a book proposal is. I had no idea what I was doing. And I actually sent it to a friend recently who's a, like, liter like, a writing professor. Like, she writes books. Like, that's her job. And she was like, I can't believe you wrote- made this proposal. Like, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. And I was like, that's good to know, at least. At least when I send it to an agent, I look legit. So that's good to know. But That is awesome. But finding the agent has just been like yes, going through like thousands of names and kind of just throwing it at the wall and see what sticks. And I hate that feeling. So I don't know if there's a more
1: direct path, a more like focused way to find an agent. So you've probably done this before going to Barnes & Noble Mm -hmm. and finding the books that are similar to what Mm -hmm. you want to write and going into the acknowledgement section in the back. Right And looking at the area where people thank their literary agent, thank their publisher yep. grabbing that name, googling it, trying to find a contact right that's how I did it okay um, there was also so my book, my literary agent is a christian literate it's a Christian literary okay. agency so um I had found this download somewhere that had this list of like a hundred different Christian literary agents and it just had like email addresses. So I just started emailing all of them as well. Okay. Um, I think that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, here's the thing, this is also what I did was I got a lot of rejections. Yeah. (laughs) And in those rejections, I asked, Hey, okay. Would you be so kind to just tell me, what made you pass Mm -hmm. and getting their feedback, which was super helpful. Yeah. Very valuable. Yeah. Helped me sort of shape my proposal and realize, okay, maybe I need a little bit more editing. Okay. Um, so I had hired a book coach back in the day. She, she was the one who helped me put my proposal together. So you already have a proposal. So Mm -hmm. you're set. Um, but once I had that proposal, and started getting some rejections, I had hired an editor to just go in, just clean it up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some of the literary agents would say to me, like, you need to grow your platform. That's like a really big thing. You need to be able to show more numbers, show people that you're connected to, who would be able to share about the book. Um, And then once you actually get your literary agent just to mm-hmm. take people through this um, your lit- some literary agents will help you refine your proposal mm-hmm. um, so mine did a really excellent job at like going through the whole thing and editing it with me. Um, another literary agent that I had interviewed that had wanted to sign me on she had said, no, we're gonna just take this and start pitching it like it doesn't need to be edited okay. okay. But I know for me, like I, I went with the one that I went with because I knew that it needed more refining. Like I knew it really okay. wasn't ready to start pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a really good question. Like once you do get on the phone and interview literary agents, is mm-hmm. asking them like how much help they give you with um, like really refining it before you send it out because just a little bit of their help can really make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. They have so much industry insight. Like they know exactly what the publishers want to see it say. So exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we worked, it was probably a good three months that we like really edited it a lot. Wow. And then we sent it out to, um, publishers and, I ended up getting three book deals, actually, which oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like
0: put your face up on my vision board. Oh, <laughs> like, like every day—that's all I want.
1: It was a it was a dream come true, mm-hmm. and that just—I want to just say that because that means it's possible for you, yeah, and yeah, it's possible for everyone else everyone. listening, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You can get the thing done. Like
1: totally. it might not be
0: exactly how you thought you were going to get it done. And that's like been my mantra lately. Like the, like the route might not be what you thought it was going to be, but you'll get the thing. Like I keep trying to remind myself that. So that's really good advice. Thank you. And you hired an editor before, like before the agent edited it afterwards. So yeah, like really edited it. Yeah. And I
1: can connect you once we finish. I'll
0: I'll give you a name. Oh, that'd be so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Because I hadn't thought about like hiring somebody to help me, but that makes tons of sense because obviously I'm a novice and Google can only take me so far. Um, But that was very helpful. Thank you. Um, And then one fun question I like to ask is, who is your favorite person to follow online and why do you like following them? Or if there's like a few different accounts, like what is the type of content you're consuming online look like?
1: Oh, this is a good question. Who is my favorite person? Like, I feel like I need to, I can't pull out my phone. <laughs> Can I just pause a minute if that's okay? Yeah, that's fine with me. Well, I really like to follow women who inspire me and women who I, I look up to, but I don't compare myself to. Okay. So for me, typically, that distinction. Yeah. It's someone who is... I try not to follow, unless they're, like, my really close friends in the industry, but people who are sort of peers, like, at the mm-hmm. same level of me as me. Because um, I don't want to look and say, like, oh, she's doing this, so maybe that means my business needs that. Right. So I tend to only follow my friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. Who are on the same level as I am, Mm -hmm. same sort of stage in their business, or women who are like 10 steps ahead of me. Yeah. So, again, I'm going back to Marie Forleo because she's She's going through her stuff. (laughs) Yeah, in her book launch right now. So, I'm like really following along with her. Um, She just really inspires and pushes me. Everything she does is um really with integrity and thoughtfulness um and I just really aspired to to be what she is someday, yeah um so i would yeah I would say I'll pick her um okay. also some it's been really fun recently connecting, so my publisher is Baker books okay um connecting with some of their already published authors, and uh, yeah seeing what they're doing and seeing how they market their book. Um, I recently connected with a group of girls who are launching their books like next week. Okay. Um, So it's been fun. Like I've been a part of like their book launch team to help them get the word out about their book. Um, And it just really inspires me to see how they're doing it right now. Yeah. That's so cool. Um those
0: are good answers. Um, the, I guess the last thing is if you can just share with us how you, people can reach you, find you, connect with you, hire you to be their confidence
1: and mindset coach. Yeah. (laughs) How can we get in touch with you? So two of my favorite places, one is my Instagram account, Kate Crocco, K-A-T-E-C-R-O-C-C-O. I love hanging out on Instagram. Same. (laughs) Um, my second is my podcast, Thinking Like a Boss.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every week I have an interview where I interview another female entrepreneur and we talk about whatever her top limiting belief was that she's worked through to get to where she is today. Okay. So Thinking Like a Boss podcast and um, my Confident Ladies Club Facebook community. Okay. It's a free community. We have about 4,000 women in there. And it's just a great place to connect. Um, It's a private community, so people feel a little bit more safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Posting some more personal things, um, marketing their businesses. You can post your freebies, post your offers. I'm not very picky with that. Uh, Yeah, and then my website, katecrocko.com.
0: Okay, and I'll link all of those in, like, the description of this so people can just go directly to it. But yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. This I it worked out so well that you just happened to have like time right now before you got super busy like and I'm trying to get as many shows recorded as I can so that helped a lot.
1: So, that's thank amazing. You. And what are you yeah. up to
0: now after this, after the call? Yeah.
1: So I'm actually driving to New Hampshire today. Oh, beautiful. To um, my, one of my mentors, Amber Lillystrom. I don't know if you follow I
0: her. follow her too. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she shows up on my Facebook. I must've followed her back then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She um, is doing a business event. So I'm going and helping oh. out for two days. Um, so it should be fun. I'm going to be leaving the babies, mm. which is always tough.
0: Yeah. You have one little one? I have one little one, and I have 2 stepsons that wow. are 7 and 11. Um, and then the baby's a year and a half, and I have a very hard time leaving her. I've left her once, really. Yeah. Like, I went on a staycation for a bachelor party here, and my husband was with her for, like, two nights. But otherwise, I'm always with her. She just started school, which is why I get to do this. I have three oh. hours in the morning. To do stuff like this, but that's like one of my limiting beliefs, and like probably is the fact. And I heard a pod- one of your podcast episodes with um, I forgot her name, but you Carrie, I think. Oh, Carrie talk- Madorma. Yeah, you were yeah. talking about like the idea that you can't be like a mom and follow your dreams. It's basically, and I've, that's been like something I've been working through myself. Is like I, I can still be the type of mom I want to be and get the thing that I want to get. And it can be easy. And I just keep, like, monitoring that in my head. Like, it it can be easy. Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, difficult thing. Because I set it up in my head, like, it's impossible. And then I wasn't ever going to get it done then. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I can, you know, and she's just getting older. And, like, when the thing does happen, she will be older. Because that's how time works. Yeah. So it will all get done. But, yeah. yeah, being a mom and doing all this is
1: such a challenge. There's so much guilt involved. I know. I know. It's, it's, especially when you're sending them to daycare for the first time, it gets loves it though. I know. So that's the thing is it gets so much easier. Mm -hmm. I remember like we did one day a week and then two days a week. And then I saw how much she loved it Mm -hmm. and loved the schedule and how much she was learning and how happy I was. Yeah.
0: Like I, I do more in these three hours yeah. and I was doing, like, ever before, <clears throat> like, in weeks' time before. Like, I get so much more done because I have this, like, finite amount of time, and I get to, like, explore things that I'm interested in, like this podcast and, like, other little things I'm picking up, and it's cool. I feel like a person again and not yeah. just, like, her mom. <laughs> and you stayed home with her for a long time. Yeah, it was 18 straight months of just oh my gosh, me I and can't her imagine. alone
1: all the time.
0: She went everywhere with me. Um. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's so special okay. for her to remember.
0: I hope so. And it, I, I hope it added some value to her because oh, ha- no. I loved I loved it. I love being with her. But yeah, you, like, you lose it every now and then. I still do. Even with the three hours I get now, I still lose it just as much. Like, I, like, oh, I just need a break, like, even though I have this time. But that's just part of it. She'll get older. I've seen the boys like I have that experience, at least because I got the boys when they were like two and four
1: wow yeah
0: so i've seen them like the stages that they've gone through and they're at a point now where they're like pretty autonomous and like they don't need me as much and they can just be home and i could get other things done at the same time and i know that's the future with her too so i know there's a light at the end of the tunnel for that kind of stuff and where do you live i live in um south florida oh
1: okay
0: yeah and that's where landis is from also so i know her from home yeah okay yeah, so I'm, that's another thing I always worry about. Like, I see – I was talking to her about it. Like, people in New York City and people in L.A., like, I see them doing all these things that I want to do. I'm like, I'm never going to have the opportunity to do those things because I'm over here in the suburbs of South Florida. Like, but there's so many ways to do those things that don't involve me, like, living in exactly. the city.
1: Yeah, and I don't – I live, like, two hours north of the city. Okay. So, like, to get to my office, it's an hour and 45 minutes on the train. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's far. So that's, that's, you know, that pushed me Mm -hmm. to, because I've lived up here for so long and I'm like, I need to get into the city. Like I need to be networking and doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to like get yourself there, especially as a mom. So this sort of forced me to do it. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Which has been fun. Ah. Alrighty. Well, I guess I'll let you
0: get to this was wonderful event. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: super helpful. It's fun. This was a great podcast. Thank you. Oh,
0: thank you so much. It went really, really well. It flowed well. And I'm excited to get it all polished up and posted.
1: Awesome.
0: All right. Well, thank you. I will. Let
1: me know if I can support you in any way and I will post
0: this away for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That's like all I can ask anybody to do. So thank you. And -hmm. enjoy your trip to New Hampshire. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, perfect people. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Instagram at perfectpodcast. That's P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast. And if you're into the show as much as I am and know other people who should be doing this thing with us, Pixar didn't happen. Make sure to screenshot this episode inside your podcast app and share it on Instagram, making sure to tag us. And if you want to take it a step further and make this relationship Facebook official, you can join our private Perfect People Facebook group where we hang out with strangers on the internet. You down? Cool. Hit subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and tune in next week for another conversation with a real person talking about real life in real time. Same time next week? Cool. See you then. Later.